G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We who are serving the Lord have discovered a secret. If you want to be a happy person, be a giving person. Happiness doesn't come so much by what we receive, but by what we give away. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out it's part of God's plan. Ask yourself the question, am I going to enjoy life in my own way, or am I going to employ my life serving God and others? If you employ your life for the glory of God, you will enjoy your life like never before. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. It's really easy to keep a mental tally of all the things that we'd like to have. Every ad we see wants to put one more thing on that list. But today in A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that what we get won't satisfy as much as what we give. It's part of God's plan for our lives, to pursue generosity and self-sacrifice. But we have to resist the lures that push us the other way. Today, we consider the example of the world changer named Moses as we seek to live a God-honoring life. Temptation. Here's the problem with temptation. It's so doggone tempting. You know, the devil is really good at what he does. He knows how to package his wares. He knows how to make bad things look good and actually how to make good things look bad. And when temptation comes, man, you know it. And it's strong. And you feel the pressure. Maybe that's why writer Oscar Wilde once said, I can resist anything but temptation. But here's the good news. God, according to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, will never let us be tempted above our capacity to resist, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now look, I don't know about you, but I know for me, if I even take a little taste, that's where the problem begins. And by that I mean, let's use dessert as an example of temptation. And they even will say, can I tempt you with a dessert? It's funny they'll use the word tempt. And, and I always say, no, no dessert. My wife will say, well, what do you have? I say, no, don't do it. <laughs> she did this the other night. What do you have? Don't ask what they have. And, and then she said, we'll just have one bite. And then I said, that's what Eve said to Adam, okay? <laughs> so they bring the dessert with the five forks and all that. If I don't have a taste of it, it's a non-issue. But the moment I taste it, party over, I'm engaged, you know how that goes. So we've all been tempted, not just by dessert, but by serious things, by sinful things. It might be a temptation to be lustful, a temptation to be prideful, a temptation to be hateful, but whatever it is, what a great thing it is when we pass the test. And by that I mean we say no to it. And honestly, when you're saying no, it's not easy, is it? Oh, I really want to, no, I'm not gonna do it. 
But then the blessing comes. Because James tells us, blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has tried, he'll receive the crown of life. And that word blessed could be interchanged with the word happy. Happy is the man or the woman that says no to temptation. If you want to be a world changer, you need to learn how to say yes to God and how to say no to the devil. And how to refuse certain things. And that's what we're going to look at now, the life of Moses, a world changer. This is part two on Moses. We're going to look at what he said no to. He could have anything he wanted. He had affluence and influence, the most beautiful clothing, the best meals, the finest education. And if he had played his cards right, he might have been the most important man on the face of the earth. But underneath that beautiful uh, apparel beat the heart of a Jew. And his fellow Hebrews were suffering under the cruel taskmasters of Egypt. And, and he cared for his fellow Jews. And for him, he could not stay in this place that he was. He had to leave the palace. And verse 24, by faith when he grew up, he refused to be treated as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. He grew up. <laughs> I heard that expression a lot when I was growing up. Uh, teachers would say it to me. Other people would say, Greg Laurie, will you just grow up? because I was always a prankster. I was always getting into trouble. I wore diapers until I was 30. Never shared that before. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Um, just wanted to see if you're listening. But the idea is, you know, I wasn't growing up as quickly as people wanted me to. And some people need to grow up. Now, this, of course, is talking about Moses just getting older, but it's also about maturing. We need to grow up spiritually. And one of the indications of spiritual growth is when we start thinking about others more than ourselves. If Moses just thought of himself, he'd say, hey man, I I'm living the life of a king. I'm gonna just stay right here. But no, others were suffering and he thought, I've gotta do something to alleviate their suffering. So that brings us to point number one. He refused a lot of things. What did he refuse? Number one, he refused a position of power in Egypt. He refused a position of power in Egypt. Offering commentary in the life of Moses, young Stephen said in Acts 7.22, Moses was educated in the learning of the Egyptians. But see, God did not want him to be Moses the Egyptian scholar or Moses the Egyptian statement, statesman. rather. God wanted him to be Moses, the man of God. And by the way, that's what the Lord wants from each of us as well. Number two, Moses refused the pleasures of Egypt. The pleasures of Egypt. Uh, for him to stay in this place of power would have been sinful. Now, God has used other men and women in the corridors of power to influence leaders. Of course, we know Daniel was taken along with the other Israelites uh, into captivity of Babylon, but he had great influence on King Nebuchadnezzar. In fact, Babylon played a role in the conversion of King Nebuchadnezzar. Some people don't know that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, became a believer. Daniel also influenced Darius, Belshazzar too, but Belshazzar did not listen. Now we know Joseph had great influence on the Pharaoh and Esther because of her influence in the palace was able to save her entire nation. So the point of this is, is that we have to ask ourselves, Lord, where do you want me to be? He might put you in a corridor of power. He might have you laboring in relative obscurity. But wherever you are, 
You need to use your influence for His glory and ask yourself the question, am I going to enjoy life in my own way or am I going to employ my life serving God and others? Let me simplify it. Are you going to enjoy your life or employ your life? Now let me clarify something. If you employ your life for the glory of God, you will enjoy your life like never before. Because serving the Lord is the most joyful thing you can do. Am I right? You know what I'm talking about? It's true. The Bible says in His presence there is fullness of joy. And in His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. See, we who are serving the Lord have discovered a secret. And Jesus said it to us very clearly. He said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And another way you could translate blessed is happy. If you want to be a happy person, be a giving person. If you want to be an unhappy person, be a selfish person. If you want to be a happy person, be a generous person. If you want to be a miserable person, be a stingy person. Be generous with everything God gives you. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your money. Be generous with whatever is at your disposal. But if you're always hoarding and thinking about others can cater to you, you're not going to enjoy this happiness. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. And he's helping us to follow the example of Moses today as he presents an engaging series called World Changes. What motivated Moses? Answer, he had a heavenly perspective. He had a heavenly perspective. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 26. He was looking ahead to the great reward that God would give him. He wasn't even sure what it was, but he knew better things were to come. He kept looking ahead, but then he went and made a big mess of things. (laughs) He had the right idea, but he certainly went about it in the wrong way. You know the story. He saw an Egyptian slave driver mistreating a Jew. So Moses looked to the right, he looked to the left, and he killed the Egyptian. Then he hid him in the sand, which is never a good place to hide a body (laughs) because the wind blows and soon everyone knows what happened and Pharaoh found out and said, I'm gonna have Moses executed. So Moses headed for the hills and he decided, well, that's it. (laughs) I've blown my chances. I'll just live a life in obscurity now. And he found a family that took him in. He married one of the daughters And he became a shepherd. And by the way, back in those days, in the estimation of the Egyptians, to be a shepherd was the lowliest job you could have. So he went from the prince in the palace to a common laboring shepherd. Probably had an early retirement. Thought, well, that's it for me. But he wasn't quite prepared for what was about to happen because he was gonna encounter a bush that did not stop burning. And he was gonna come face to face with the God of second chances. Look at Exodus chapter three, starting in verse one. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He went deep into the wilderness near Sinai, the mountain of God. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to him as a blazing fire in a bush. Moses was amazed because the bush was engulfed in flames, but it didn't burn up. Moses said to himself, amazing. Why isn't this bush burning up? I need to go over and see this. And then the Lord, when he saw he had caught the attention of Moses, called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses, here am I, Moses replied. 
God said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals for you're standing on holy ground. We'll stop there. So God proceeds to tell Moses that he is aware of the suffering of the Jewish people. And that God is going to now call Moses to lead those people out of their bondage. Understand, Moses, he's 80 years old. He spent 40 years in the court of Pharaoh. Now 40 years in the wilderness. He, he is well into retirement. He's not thinking about doing much of anything. And he had not heard from the Lord, presumably, for 40 years. All of a sudden there's this bush, this weird bush that's on fire, but it's still there. It's not burning up. And what is going on? He walks over and then God speaks to him through the bush. So now what is happening? The Lord is recommissioning him. Now think about this. It's an ordinary bush doing an extraordinary thing. God could have just sent an angel. Hi, I'm an angel. Go do this. He had done that before. But no, it's this bush that burns. And why do you think the Lord chose that bush? Well, in a way, it was almost like a picture of Moses. You're like an old bush that's gonna start burning. I have a plan for your life. You know, sometimes in life, when there's sort of an interruption, it may be an intervention. You know, we have our schedule, we're going about our day, and there's an interruption. Why did this happen? Why did I get a flat tire? Why did this other thing take place? Why is this other thing going on? But that may be divine intervention. Or maybe there's a disappointment in your life. You thought you should have done a certain thing and God said no. And you said, I'm disappointed. Know this, sometimes disappointment is His appointment for you. When I was a young boy, I fell in love with girls a lot. <laughs> I was sort of a hopeless romantic. And I remember I was around 18 years old, a brand new Christian, and I met this girl that I thought was amazing as she was pretty and she was godly. And that was important to me that she was pretty and godly. And uh, so we were talking and I, I said, would you like to go out to dinner with me sometime? And she said, no. Well, it happened she had a really cool Volkswagen van. Remember those? And my car was always breaking down. I had a Corvair. Not a Corvette, a Corvair. <laughs> those are the cars that Ralph Nader wanted to take off the road. Maybe for good reason. They were effectively made out of aluminum foil, I think. So one day I got into a collision and my, literally my front headlights were crisscrossed. And I kept driving it. You gotta give her credit, kept running. Finally a police officer pulled me over, said, get that off the road now. But so I didn't have a car. And I was driving from Orange County to Riverside to come and speak up here. And so this really nice girl that didn't want to go out to dinner did let me borrow her Volkswagen van. So God bless her. But um, then I met Kathy. You see, Kathy was the girl for me. This other girl is a wonderful lady. She wasn't the one the Lord had chosen for me. So maybe God says no to you. That's a disappointment. Yeah, it can be His appointment. The interruption can be intervention. And that's what was happening to Moses. And I want you to notice something. He's 80 years old. His skin is weathered and tanned from the blazing sun. But the Lord calls him. You know, God doesn't just call young people. He calls all people at every stage in life. You know, nothing is sadder than someone who has gotten older and has learned nothing. You know, when a, a beautiful young girl turns into a cougar, that is not good. <laughs> or when a young man turns into a dirty old man, listen, just kind of rule of thumb, 
If you're past the age of 50, you can no longer shop at Forever 21. It stops today, all right? They had to start carding people when they come in. Excuse me, ma'am, how old are you? I'm 40, sorry. There's a store down there called 40 and Older that you can go to. This. You cannot shop in Forever 21. Oh, I'll, I'll use money. We, we, no, go, go. <laughs> but this is the problem. When you go through life and you get older and you've learned nothing, but here's what's wonderful. As you get older, you learn a few things. One of the few advantages of age, you hopefully learn a few things. But here's the problem with getting older. You become more conservative. And by that I mean you're less willing to take chances and risks and you like routine. You go to the same restaurant every night. You order the same thing. You sit in the same seat. When you go to church, you sit in the same place. I'm looking at some of you. <laughs> and by the way, that's okay. We're glad you're here and we're glad you have a little spot. But really it's not appropriate to strike someone if they sit in your seat. Okay, so next time just <laughs> scoot over. No, but seriously, we like routine. We like to know what's coming. When you're young, you're willing to take chances. When you're young, you're willing to take risks. You're willing to just go for it. But when you're older, it's like, I don't know if I want to try that, you know? And Moses was well past retirement age. You know, he says, hey man, I worked hard and I'm going to kick back. I meet people that retired. Yeah, I'm retired. Yeah, just work to take the old pension. What are you going to do? Golf. What else? Fish. What else? Sleep. What else? Fish. <laughs> what else? Try to golf and fish simultaneously. Maybe. Get out of your lazy boy and get busy for the kingdom of God. God still has a plan for your life. Pastor Greg Laurie with a very practical look at the lessons we can learn from Moses. And next time we'll... <clears throat> Pastor Greg Laurie with a very practical look at the lessons we can learn from Moses. And next time we'll gain more insight about Moses' life from Pastor Greg's series called World Changes right here on A New Beginning. I hope you can join us same time tomorrow. If you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Excuses of a World Changer. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.